Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. How many pieces of clothing do you think you have in your closet that you have never worn? Never? Never. Uh, Maybe some with a tag still on it. Yeah, there are a couple. Really? Yeah, there'd be a couple in there. Uh, on average, people have about 26 clothing items that basically oh. have never seen the light of day. Wow, okay, I wouldn't say that many. I know I have like a few pairs of socks All right. that I haven't opened up yet. And golf shirts, perhaps, you've never um, worn? No, I, I wear most of those. I bought a couple pairs of pants the other day uh, that uh, like are basically, I, I really like the pant. Mm. And it was just like, okay, they were on sale. I'm going to grab them because at some point I'm going to need them. So do you go out like... You go, I'm going pant shopping? No, no you just happen to... No, random at Costco, actually. Right, right, okay, well, and that That's makes where sense. I get hooked on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had bought a pair there before, and I was like, I really like these pants. And then I was going by, and then they were on sale. I was mm. like, you know what, I'm going to grab another pair because uh, in a different color because I'm going to need them at some point. Yeah, because you're the one who seems to purchase a lot of... Well, you do a lot of random shopping. I mean, I, you I'm totally kayaks and yeah. But but even just like... I mean, I remember early on with you, we were driving somewhere, and you... you you got some notification of, like, Crocs on sale. It's okay. Yeah. We had to go get them. Can't pass up a sale. <laughs> I don't, it's funny. Maria was saying to me the other day, she goes, let's go out and buy you a new pair of, like, boots or something. I, can't, oh, I don't want to go shopping yeah. like a four-year-old. Well, and I'm, I can be the same way when it's directed to just go to one thing, mm. right? Like, oh, man, do I really need to go and get this one thing? I'll, right. I'll procrastinate like crazy. Right. But if I'm out and, and I see something that's, like, on a sale that you can't pass up. Mm-hmm. All right. And I do it with kids' boots and stuff like that, you too. You do, like, eh? Like, I'll buy, like, the next size. Wow. If they're, especially, like, when the end of winter's coming. Right. Like, you know, next year, like, well, we're going to need them. Might as well get them now when it's 20 bucks rather than paying 60 You have You have say over that stuff, huh? I, I'm not allowed to do and I can barely breathe. <laughs> I don't remember ever buying the kids anything oh, like really? on my own whim. Maria would say, hey, there's these whatever's on sale. Pick them up on your, you know, yeah. and I I'd, I'd go, okay. Yeah. And I go get them. But no, I've never, no. I don't think I've ever come home with something for the boys that I just decided on my own. I think I go more on the uh, ask for forgiveness rule. Yeah, I guess so. Permission. Uh, so why do we buy stuff and uh, don't wear it or don't get rid of it? Well, a lot of stuff is bought just on a whim, and we don't get rid of a lot of things for sentimental reasons. Right. Perhaps it's a gift somebody gave you. They didn't take the tag off because they didn't know if it was going back. And uh, maybe somebody's passed since they gave Maybe your grandmother gave you a sweater or something you never wore because yeah. you didn't really like it, but you keep it because you can remind you of granny. But a lot of stuff is just on a whim purchase, something we bought that we thought would work, and then you get it home and it looks ridiculous on you yeah. <laughs> or, or just doesn't fit. You've heard the saying, uh, flash before your eyes, my life flashed before my eyes. Yes. It's usually during a near-death experience. Right. Uh, is this something that happens or is it just something that people say? Um, a, fun, a new study found that the uh, it's, an, it's the first study that found direct evidence that it does happen or at least possible. An 87-year-old guy recently died of a heart attack while his brain was being scanned. So he was in the middle of having a brain scan when he suffered a heart attack. Oh. It was a total coincidence. And apparently it's the first time detailed brain activity has been recorded at the moment of death. So doctors were curious to see the scans. They analyzed his brain activity from the 30 seconds before and after he passed. And right around the time his heart stopped, his brain waves changed in a major way. They suddenly look like they do when you're dreaming. 
flashing back or processing lots of information. Wow. So his brain was very active at that moment, and they don't know why, but they think it could have been a flash before your eyes type thing. Oh. So that's right. There's another example of how <clears throat> unfair life is. Just before you die, you see all your regret. One last <laughs> time. One last <laughs> kick in the pants to show you you had all these years on the planet and you did nothing with them. <laughs> The lead author of the study says it's possible his brain was rapidly replaying old memories from his life, although it's also possible he was just dreaming or hallucinating, and whatever his brain thought he saw was meaningless. Right. Or it was the panic that caused the heart attack. Perhaps, yeah. They've seen similar brain activity in rats before they die. So it's possible all animals experience it to some extent, but more research is needed. You know, a lot of people who have gone to the brink of death and come back have claim to have seen white light in the right, other yes. side and all of that. But I've yeah. also read that's also part of the hallucinations of your of your body shutting yeah. down. So Yeah, I, I had a, a boss years ago who had um you know a, a near death experience with a heart attack and mm. he said felt uh, felt the warmth, saw the light, it was it com- like completely changed him. Hmm. Then he realized the warmth was because he just peed himself. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it was the doctor shining the yeah. white light down into his eyes. When is the best time of the day for the lovin'? When people are asked, uh, evening time still tops the charts. Okay. For getting a leg over. Uh, what's, what's, what's evening by your description? Oh, any, uh, between four and seven. <laughs> After seven, it's night. <laughs> so you're, like, you're, uh, you're getting randy over dishes? Yes, here? that's right. Uh, I, you know, evening time, I would say, is kind of after dinner, after dishes, uh, TV's on, a little cuddle on the couch, maybe it's like seven thirty, eight o'clock, then you scurry up to the bedroom for a little hi, how are you? Oh, okay. That's evening loving. Uh, you know, once you, for me, once I'm in bed and uh, horizontal, it's a lot of effort to roll over. <laughs> <laughs> You got to get me while I'm up and moving. Wow, all right. Um, and then when do we like the loving? Well, evenings first, and then uh, a few enjoy after that the late night love making. So perhaps you've been out for the evening. Okay, yes. You know, you've had some drinks, you've been running around, you get home at midnight or so. Uh, a little less, say, the morning. So in third place is the morning loving. Right. Uh, which I've never been a fan of. Oh, really? I, I mean, I've taken one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> But if I had my druthers, <laughs> you? Well, the coach calls me. <laughs> you're, oh, I'm you're ready. In. You're suited up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not taking one for the team. <laughs> I'm just always ready to play. Um, oh, that'll change as you age. Right. And uh, finally, bottom of the list, the afternoon delight, which I'm surprised because it's risque, you know. Oh. But, yeah. That's bottom. It must That's, be moving up, though. It's trending up, right? But it's still, when asked, it's I mean, evening, late night. People nights. at home, like working from home, maybe would think there'd be more afternoon delights, or at least requests for said afternoon mm-hmm. delight. See, even like here at this radio station, nobody <laughs> likes the afternoon delight. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good point to remember, parents. Uh, hug your children, hug them a lot, because if you don't, they end up growing up to be like Putin, very angry, pissed at the world. And now taking it on, uh, taking it out on Ukraine. It is uh, interesting from uh, experts and what they're saying about Russia and their place in the world. And that, you know, they are the largest landmass. Canada is second. They're the largest landmass on the planet. But when it comes to just their importance to the global economy, it's fairly small. 
an example and you compare it to America where their GDP is like $22 trillion and Russia's is like one point something. So they, they probably, and most experts would say, the best way to squash this is to just, you know, just completely cut them out of everything, make the Russian people suffer for what their leader has done. And I think that's why you see so many people in Russia protesting in the streets because they don't want to get squashed. And they realize economically they're, they're in a lot of trouble. And one of the interesting things about Russia is that, you know, it's, it's, when it comes to just having resources, uh, timber and, and oil, they got a lot of stuff, but it's such a corrupt country. Mm. They, they can't get anything moving ever. And they've got all these millionaires, oligarchs is what they oligarchs, call them. Oligarchs yeah. is what they call them. And they've got money all over the world. And now, luckily, there's countries like uh, England and others who are seizing the Russian bank accounts of these people. And these are the people who are friends of Putin. So once they realize they're losing in their pocket, it's probably when they'll turn on him. And hopefully it fires back on him rather quickly. Yeah, that, well, that is the strategy with these sanctions now, right? It's, you know cut out exports that are going to Russia no. uh, is what you know Canada and the US are doing and uh, crack, cracking down on you know assets that Russian individuals have these oligarchs or mm-hmm. millionaires based billionaires um, and assets that they have in western countries you know I think it's Roman Abramovich is it, that owns uh, like Man United like, mm-hmm. like there's there's massive premier league connections and uh, yachts and such, mm-hmm. uh, and, and American bank accounts, uh, in Russian bank accounts outside of Russia that hold a lot of this money. Now, you know, you know, Russia isn't the only country guilty of having multi multi billionaires, mm-hmm. uh, who, uh, do what they want and then massive suffering elsewhere in the country as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Ukraine has a wealth of natural resources mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason that they, they go it. after this yeah you know, he's he's playing risk basically mm. with with asia at this point and, and trying to recreate what was the soviet union is the fear yeah uh and uh so it's a full-on assault and um other countries say they're not moving in with military um well ukraine is not a member of nato that's right right and so you know to to put and and don't forget that putin is also you know, put the fear in that he could launch nuclear weapons mm-hmm. if you know if uh, a, a military response is acted mm-hmm. upon. So you know, you go to NATO countries who are on the border of this, you know, and other countries. Poland is right there on the other side of this. Uh, who are saying, is he going to stop at Ukraine? Right, right. Yeah, and the, so far the only one going in is Sean Penn. Right. He's like he's in there like Rambo. He's pulling people out of the water, and he's. Uh, and, you know, he really has, in, in his career, he's really seemed to have um, sidestepped the acting quite a bit uh, and, and really gone into this kind of documentarian. He, you know, he went, he went to, he was doing a ton of stuff in Haiti and he, now he's in Ukraine and he's filming everything and the, the, the president of Ukraine welcomes him and wishes there was more brave people from around the world who were coming in to help because the more words you can get out about what's going on there, Hopefully it also helps to stop it. The videos are heartbreaking. I saw one yesterday that was absolutely heart-wrenching. It was a father who was saying goodbye to his daughter uh, and wife as he put them on a bus to mm. a safe zone. And he was staying behind to fight. And and now, you know, the country basically putting out the word, anyone 18, any males 18 to 60, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to leave. You have to stay back. And, uh, you know, the idea is grab a, grab a weapon and defend your country, your homeland. And... You know, unfathomable here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and 
I've always said if if there's conscription in this country, I'd be a doctor. <laughs> would have forced would have forced that part of me <laughs> that education to follow through with it. Right, but that that's the situation that they're in is and and to watch this 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 man say goodbye to his kid and not not know whether or not he'd see them again it, the, the pain in his in his face and voice was just heartbreaking well hopefully the rest of the world turns on russia like you turn on a horrible horrible family member where you just don't invite them to any more thanksgivings or christmas like when it comes to Russia, no more Olympics for you. No more sport, world sport events. And like, you're just cut off from everybody. Interesting that they go to sport right away. Like, UEFA pulling the Champions League from there. And they're talked, you know, World Juniors was supposed to be in Sochi yeah. uh, in December. Will, they, will the IIHF pull that right away? Because the ego of Vladimir Putin is very connected to sport. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've seen him play hockey games in Russia where he scores 11 goals and goalies dive out of the way trying to avoid stopping a puck from Putin. Um, and he he likes, you know, he showed up in in Pyeongchang, he showed up in mm-hmm. China because he, he at, the, uh, at the Olympics, he likes that Russian Olympic and athletic prowess mm-hmm. to be on display too, right? So going after the sport for him is expected to be a real slight on him personally if you don't allow his teams to compete. Well, on my part, I'm just stopping buying Russian vodka. That's, I'm doing my part. What's the most universally liked scent? What is the one smell we can all agree on that we Ooh, like? Wow. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm going, I'm going through the Bath and Body Works mm-hmm. display right now. <laughs> you don't know what to get uh, somebody to for Christmas. What is it? Because uh, right now, champagne toast is my favorite there. And I don't know what Oh, yeah? It's the smell of champagne. I don't think so. And toast? I, I don't know. Maybe it's burnt toast. No, but that means you're having a stroke. Right. It's lime. Lime. The okay. smell of lime. Wow. How lonely is it living in Greenland? Well, so lonely that one in every five people have attempted suicide at some point in their lifetime. Oh, my. That's got to be pleasant. Daunting. The guy who's stuck in jail on the Monopoly board game, he has a name. Jake the Jailbird. <laughs> yeah. Really? The cop who throws him in jail on the chance in community chest go directly to jail cards also has a name. Officer Edgar Mallory. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why he does have a name, but... Uh, it's never mentioned anywhere. No. no. If you take photos of the Eiffel Tower lit up at night, you are uh, cr- committing, uh, committing a crime. It's technically illegal to share them um, because the light show is protected under copyright laws. But it's legal to share photos you take of the Eiffel Tower during the day when the lights are off. Interesting. Uh, the tower, is- by the way, was lit last night in blue and yellow for uh, solidarity solidarity with Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Well, Putin will back down now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's a, it was a tower. It's a big Kansas. rocket. Yeah. That thing's lit. I better back off. Pepsi was originally called Brad's drink. What? Yeah. It was. Pepsi was originally called Brad's Drink. It was renamed Pepsi Cola five years later. So for five years, it was just called Brad's Drink? Of a, of a was it sold at the same amounts? I like, don't know. Produced the same way? It was so long ago, I guess. Right. I'll have a sip of Brad, please. <laughs> Brad, Brad just took the label off a coat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and ran with it. Um, it's illegal to use any recording device when you're running with the bulls in Spain. That includes taking selfies. Well, who would have the time? Trying to run away from the bulls. Well, but I mean, listen, we take a selfie and have to post every other moment of our lives. You'd think that would be a significant one. People mm-hmm. would be wanting to do that. 
Yeah, I guess if you put one of those GoPros on your head. But I couldn't imagine as the bull's tearing down on you, you're going, wait, 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 wait. Right, yeah, hang on. Dude, take a selfie. I, I wouldn't be surprised if people had, like, drones following them. Yeah, perhaps. Cockroaches have individual personalities. Although their personalities tend to fall into two categories. Shy or bold. Okay. I think I'd be a shy cockroach. Is the bold one like the one you spot? Yes. Uh, away from all the others? Yes. The one that scatters. The, the rest that scatter when the lights turn yeah, on, right. they're the shy ones. I'd be a scatterer. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, police around the country make a surprisingly high number of trips to Chuck E. Cheese because of fights between adults. <laughs> In fact, in a lot of cities, there are more fights at Chuck E. Cheese restaurants than any other restaurant. The theory is, of course, that people are more likely to fight because of their biological instinct to protect their kids. Oh, my Because goodness. parents are out of their minds. Right, yes. Just think of the example that sets. Yep. The longest-running TV show ever, Meet the Press. It's been on for 74 years, and they've done 3,600 episodes. I don't know if they've ever seen it. <laughs> I was going to say that... I think probably seen clips from them. Yeah. Interviews. The promos. 70% of the world's macadamia nuts can be traced back to a single tree in Australia, an Australian tree. Really? Yeah. 70% of them. That tree got busy. It's a lot of nuts. There's a difference between a coffin and a casket. A coffin is a hexagon with six sides. A casket is a rectangle with four. Oh. I would guess maybe is a coffin more expensive than a casket? I would uh, guess. Probably a lot more angles. Yeah. Caterpillars have uh, have more than 4,000 muscles in their body. Humans only have about 650. Okay. They're one big muscle. If you ride on a float in the Mardi Gras parade in New Orleans, you're legally required to wear a mask, but not a COVID mask, a carnival mask. Of course, right. And some beads. I guess you're not required to wear those. But you have to acquire them. That's right. They, they get tossed. Don't they get tossed at you? Yeah. I'd like to go to New Orleans. I've never been there. That'd be, that'd no, be I never have trip. either. That'd be fun. And here's a fun fact. Male honeybees, when they mate, their sexual organs explode out of their body and they die. <laughs> they sexplode. <laughs> Baby, tonight I'm going to sexplode. Great name for a band. That's right. That's not bad. Great name for our first single. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.